All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Friends, I have such a fun expert guest for you today. Her name is Lori Whitney Oberbreckling, and she is a mama four, a corporate leader, podcaster, productivity expert, and author of the very awesome book, Secrets of Supermom, How Extraordinary Moms Succeed at Work and Home and How You Can Too. She is passionate about helping parents who want fulfilling careers or side hustles or passion projects while also wanting to feel present and connected to their families. We are like soul sisters. We have so many fun synergies, such a great conversation. And I think you're going to love hearing from her. We talk specifically about where our time goes every day. Why does it get wasted? How do we get out of this cycle and feeling like I didn't get anything really great done today? And also you're going to hear her top productivity hack. And I guarantee it is not what you think. So stay tuned and enjoy. Lori, I'm so excited for you to be here. It was so fun because I was on your podcast and there you're on mine because we just have so much synergy. This is so great. Thanks for being here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. And I know it is, it's been so fun to kind of flip the script, right? You get to tell me all the amazing things about productivity and then we get to flip it and we get to talk about it again from my end. So, um, and I think we just have so, so much in common. Absolutely. I know one of the things you you say is that like the most extraordinary working moms don't actually do it all. They just seem like they do, which I love, right? Because that's 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 how it is, right? You're always looking yeah. at somebody else thinking, well, how does she have it all all under control? Why is my life a hot mess? But is that really what it's like? <laughs> it is really not what it's like, right? She doesn't. She doesn't do it all. And the ones that really are doing it best and not feeling stressed out, not feeling burnt out, not feeling overwhelmed, they are asking for help. They're getting rid of those things on their list that no one actually needs to be doing that they just, you know, that someone else put there. They are taking time for themselves to rest and to recuperate and to make sure that they are spending their time for on things that are actually a priority for them and not constantly just following someone else's to-do list. I know. I uh I just read this this great quote and I don't remember who it's from, but I, you know, it's like a meme or something. I saw it. And it was they said they break their to-do list into three, into three pieces. And it was like what I want to do, what I have to do, and what other people want me to do. And I yes. think that was so good. I was like, oh, that's so good. It just makes you think about it so differently. Yes. And can you imagine if you actually split your list? I bet like 95% is the things that other people want you to do. There's probably just a couple of things you want to do on there. And then, you know, some things you might feel like you have to do. Like we have to feed our children, I suppose. Right. Yeah. If someone does, right? We have to keep them alive. But... <laughs> But yeah, I bet we so often are filling our time with things that other people want us to do and not the things that are most important to us. 
I know. I just had a call yesterday with a client and we were talking about her goals and crafting her goals. And I was asking her, well, what in the past has held you back from reaching your goals? And it was so interesting, her answer. She said, well, one of the things is that I'm not selfish enough with my time, which I took as, okay, I'm not taking enough time for myself or I'm not prioritizing self-care, but it was really interesting the words that she chose, right? The belief that she has is that taking care of herself is selfish, right? It wasn't like I'm not respecting my time. The word she used was selfish. So I'm guessing you hear this all the time from your clients, right? And like, theoretically, I know we know, right? Everyone listening to this as women, we know we can't take care of others until we take care of ourselves. Yet we don't internalize that really, right? We don't really do it. So how do you help your clients internalize that message or embrace it and like really live that idea? Yeah, I think especially when, so even if we start to get good at this, right? Even if we start to get good at planning out our week and putting time for ourselves on there, whether it's a workout or it's a, I don't know, a really specific meal plan you want to eat, or it's, it's actually doing big things like pedicures and massages and things that you've got to really schedule out. When, even when we get good at this, when we get busy, when we get stressed, when we get overwhelmed, when the list gets really, really long, the first things to go are those things that are for us because we figure, well, I could do that anytime. Well, I could, that isn't affecting anyone but me when in reality, by taking those things away, it's affecting everyone. It's affecting your team because you're not showing up for them as well. It's affecting your employees. It's affecting your partner. It's affecting your children because when you aren't that you know, top mom that you want to be that, you know, ambitious, but also patient and, and calm and a happy mom that you want to be everyone in your life is impacted. So we forget that those things are probably the most important, the things that should come off the list last when you get busy instead of the first things to go. You're totally right. I think it's that idea of, I forget how this impacts everybody else. It feels like it's just for me but it's really not. It's so it's such a snowball effect on everybody else around you. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And we, we just feel like we can get, you know, get rid of those things and, oh, I'll just add it back on next week. But so often that doesn't happen, right? We start the, the snowball happens and you add more things, more things that aren't for you that are for someone else. And then it's really hard to go back and it's really hard to get back to that reset and back to that place. So those boundaries and really talking to women, you know, we talk in our groups about how can we set those boundaries and how can we practice those boundaries and how can we consistently set them over and over again? Because it's, you can't just set a boundary and it's there, right? You don't just set a boundary and you're like, I set my boundary last week. So I've got this boundary. It's awesome. But you have to reset all the time. Someone is going to ask for something over top of that boundary. Your kid might cross that boundary. Your husband might cross that boundary. You never know, you know, your your team. And even maybe unintentionally someone crosses your boundary. But it's your job to know how to respectfully and carefully and consistently set it over and over again. I love that you said that because sometimes with my clients, we'll role play because we'll put a boundary in place, right? And then the first thing I'll ask them is, okay, well, what are you going to do when that's overstepped? Because it's going to be, right? Somebody is going to not respect that or take advantage of it. What do you, how are you going to react? What are you going to do? Because that's yeah. the time when you really have to, when you're tested and you have to hold strong to it. 
uh, those are the times that are really challenging. Yes. And planning for that, right? Planning, Mm -hmm. knowing that will happen instead of being like, well, I set the boundary. So no one's going to cross it. Oh no, no friend. Oh no, no. It will get crossed every time it will get crossed by someone. And so to prepare for that, I love that you're role-playing because I think that's so important say, okay, what do I say now? What will I say? And what will I feel good about saying? Because no one wants you to be disrespectful. No one wants you to hurt someone's feelings intentionally, right? You want to feel good about setting the boundary over and over again and, and know how you're going to feel good doing that. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. So let's t- turn this conversation a little bit. And I wanted to talk about time wasters Yes. Uh, because I know this happens to a lot of us, including myself, right? It's less often for me now, but there are definitely days when I'm like, oh my God, where did the time go? Right? Especially as business owners, because you're literally wearing every hat. And then of course, you're also playing homemaker and mom and all the other stuff. So what do you identify as the biggest or some of the biggest time wasters? And why do these keep sucking up our days? Yes. In my book, I have a table of terrible time wasters. And there's like 30 some things on there that can suck up your time because we all have different things that draw us, right? We all have different things that we can tend to get sucked into and, and we kind of lose track of time, right? We, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, how long have I been doing this? Is, have I been here for 30 minutes? Have I been here for an hour? But I think the most consistent ones, especially for ambitious women, ambitious moms are what I call the problematic peas. So procrastination, people pleasing, and then perfectionism. Mm. And procrastination is actually one. I always was like, I'm not a procrastinator. I do a ton of things. I do not procrastinate. And then I realized, oh my goodness, when something is hard or scary, or I'm just not sure how to start it, my house is super clean. My laundry is all done. My meals are all planned. Like all the other things are done. So I'm busy, productive, but I'm productively procrastinating because I'm putting off the thing that's actually hard. The thing I want to do, but don't want to do the thing that I am not sure how to start. And so I realized, oh, I do waste time because I spend it on other things that are way less important than whatever it is I'm trying to get done. Girl, we are cut from the same cloth because my house is spotless. <laughs> my, my meal plans are done. My laundry is always done. But yes, just so I could put off like something else I really don't want to do. Because I actually yes. enjoy kind of doing all that other, other stuff. So yeah, because uh, sometimes that's, you know, sometimes there's on there, there's something scary on there or something big, something, you know, exciting, but we're all ambitious, right? So we're all trying to get to that next level. And sometimes that, sometimes that next step is just, just scary. So I, I never called that procrastination in the past until I started working with other coaches and women. And I went, Oh my goodness, that's totally me. So, so we're all guilty of these things. Perfectionism. Of course, you kind of know if you are, you know, one more time, I'm going to read through this email before I send it one more time. I'm going to think about what I'm going to say to this person one more time. I can just make it a little bit better. And then it never actually makes its way to finished. And then of course, people pleasing, I think is probably the easiest one for us to understand because as women, we're so likely to be this, right? As women, we're so likely to want to care for other people, to take care of our families and our friends and our extended families and our spouses. And just, we want to care for everyone else and we want them to be happy with us. And that's amazing. And that makes you an amazing human, but it also means that there is a spot where that boundary will hit where 
you are no longer doing that because you're an amazing person and you're doing it because you want to make them happy instead of making yourself happy. Yeah. Yeah. Now we are innate caretakers, innate nurturers. And I agree. It's like a beautiful thing, but it can also be at our detriment. So it's just something to be really aware of and, uh, and, you know, just take charge of. Yes. I use the word intentional all the time. And for so many of these things, it's about being intentional, right? Intentionally seeing, okay, did I do that just because I wanted to feel good and I wanted to make them happy? And that was great. Or did I do that? Cause I was worried they were going to be mad at me, or I was yeah. worried that they were going to think that I wasn't as, as much of a super mom as I, as they think, you know, I want them to think that I am, or when it starts to get into those types of things, that's when really being intentional with those thoughts and, and, and knowing what's in your mind and then being able to say, wait a second, I probably should have set a boundary there, or I probably should have said no when I said, mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You touch on something. I don't feel like I talk about enough, which is when you feel the pressure that everybody else thinks you're a super mom, right? You know, like you don't feel it, but you're like, I know everyone else around me thinks that. And so now I've got to uphold this standard that somehow I created. I don't know how, cause I feel yeah. like a hot mess, but <laughs> I know because people tell me, you know, just the way they interact with me, like, I know that they think I'm on top of it all. And so now I want to keep, you know, I've got to like, keep up with that. And so yeah. it's like this image, this image is perception. Yeah. Is that you what if they think I can't do it all? What right, if they yeah. think that, what if they think that, you know, that I am actually a failure, you know, what if they find me out? Right, right? Right. What if they find me out? And, and that's all of us, all of us are the, you know, the person that lets things go. All of us are the person that has to ask for help. All of us are that person, but sometimes you don't see that in other people. And so we are all that super mom, right? But you, yeah. but you feel like someone else is super momming so much better than you and that you, you can't let them see who you really are. And it's just, it's not reality. Yeah. I like that. Someone else is super momming more than you. I like <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> all right. So I'm totally with you with the three Ps. So then how do you, like, how do we look at that and say, well, then how do I know when I really am doing that? And what? Uh, how do I know what I really am doing with my time? Like, do you yes. suggest time tracking? I know people, a lot of people I work with are very resistant to that. Do they you, hate it. They hate, hate it, but it. it's so, so important. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Tell, me, tell me what you do. So, so that's what it is. It really is a time tracker and they hate it. Nobody wants to do it. They feel like Nobody it will take to too it. long. But guess what? When you do it for real, when you spend two or three days doing a time tracker and you write down all the things that you're doing, you get the reality of what's going on in your life, or at least sometimes in your life, right? You find out that you actually scroll Instagram for a full 90 minutes every evening. You realize, oh, I actually do watch TV for three hours a night, not just the hour I thought I did, right? Because you're like, oh, I only watch one show, except for I let it go to three or four shows, right? After you start a show, you realize that you know, the laundry that you always put off because you feel like it takes you so long actually only takes you about 12 minutes, you know, yep. to, to pull out a load. So you just start to, again, be intentional with the time that you have. You get to see what is in there. So I always push, push, push for it because I just think that there's so much clarity when you really know what you're doing. You know, you realize you're not getting as much sleep as you thought you were. You realize that you're spending a lot more time meal prepping than you thought you were, whatever those things are, you can find them. And then you can ask yourself those questions. Do I, is this what I want? Do, you know, do, do things take me longer than I thought? Do I need help? Do I, do I have any breaks at all in the day? Do I have any white space? Any. And sometimes the answer is no. And yikes, right? Yeah. And 
I think that the funny thing is that sometimes when you do it, you start being more, you are more intentional with your time because you feel guilty, right? Like if I'm actually writing it down, then I'm like, oh my, I cannot be on free cell for like three hours. That's embarrassing. <laughs> right. Like this is so embarrassing. I've got to get back on track. Like it literally brings me back on track. It's kind of like doing a food journal or like tracking what you eat. You know, you, you're like, I'm not going to put on a pint of ice cream. I'm going to stop after, you know, of like five spoons because I can't write that down. That's too yes. bad. Yes. I was going to say that exact thing. You, yeah. It makes you just like just stay on track. I don't know. It's great. And then actually, so how do you suggest you mentioned writing it down? Do you actually write it down on a piece of paper? Like that really tangible for us. Are you using toggle or one of those you know, time tracking apps? Like how do you find is most effective? Yeah. I just have a printable. Like I, uh, I share a printable with my group. I, you know, I have a master your time toolkit and I put, and there's a printable for a time tracker in there. And I have moms actually write it down. Now, if you are, you know, hardcore against handwriting things down, we can certainly do a digital version, but yeah, I just have you write it down because you can just take that piece of paper. You can stick it in your purse. If you go somewhere, you can have it sitting on your desk. You can have it sitting on your kitchen counter. And it's just really easy to set a timer every 15 minutes and go, okay, what did I just do for the last 15 minutes and you write it down. Now, do I want to do that every day? No. Like Laura Vanderkam, author of 116 yes. hours. She's been tracking her time for like seven or eight years or something absurd every I day. Understand that. Yeah. I know it's berserko, but I mean, it's amazing. Laura, you're amazing. Um, but it is, yeah, she, she does it all the time. I don't want to do it all the time, but I definitely need to go back to it sometimes to say, wait a second. I feel like my time has gotten really far away from me, or I feel like I'm not doing the things that I I want to be doing and why, what is happening here? So just like with food, even right. Like if you do a food tracker with no intent to change your food, just, you're just writing it down. You're more intentional with it. So you, yes, like you said, don't, you don't want to write down the whole pint of ice cream or you may not, I may not eat that Reese's peanut butter cup today because I don't want to, I don't want to write that I had that. So, so it just helps you be a little bit more intentional while you're doing it, but also get your, open your eyes to going, oh, wow, I have been doing this for the last hour. Did I really want to spend my time that way? Yeah. And I like these, it's opening your eyes to it. It's not time shame, right? Because I think also when I go through this with clients are like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so shamed. You know, it's not, this is not about time shame. This is just yeah. you to open your eyes and have a little bit of awareness about where the time's going. Because I think, again, there's this, I mean, there's this big gap. I'm saying again, as if everyone just heard the the conversation you and I had on your podcast. Okay. <laughs> on that conversation on your podcast, I was talking about how there's this big gap between like what we think we're doing and what actually we're doing, right? Like what we think we can get done, what we actually get done. So I yeah. think there's this gap of like how much time we think we're spending on something and what we're actually spending on, you know? So maybe you're right. Like social media, you might think in your head, I don't spend more than 30 minutes on that a day. And then when you start tracking it, you're like, oh, hell, I'm like almost two hours. What is wrong with me? You know? And oh, so yeah. it's, there's this big gap between, you know, what's actually happening and what we think is happening. So yeah. I think it's really important for that, not to shame you, but just to like make you aware of like what's happening. Exactly. And I always, I'm a big proponent of using small pockets of time in your day with small tasks, knowing what those small tasks are and filling them in. So for example, I have to wait for five to 10 minutes outside of dance multiple times a week. I pull up to the dance studio. I'm waiting outside for a kiddo to be done and I'm hanging out in my car. So I could just scroll for those five minutes, right? I could scroll all those five or 10 minutes, three times a week, 
Or I could make my grocery list. I could respond to emails. I could write a very fast email um, or something that, you know, is on the, off the top of my head. I could meal plan. I could, there are so many things that I can fill that time with that I don't have to then do later. And I won't know when those little pockets are if I'm not tracking or paying attention. So being intentional and tracking are the best ways to say, okay, here's where my time is. Here's how I can use it better. And then you have the choice, right? You can say, I love my schedule the way that it is. And I love that I spend two hours a day on Facebook and I will not change it, right? That's my favorite time of my day. Awesome. Don't change it. But also you might go, oh, that kind of makes me want to throw up. I thought it was 15 minutes and it was, you know, like you said, two hours. Okay. Then how can we change that? What do we do? What do we need to do differently in order to feel better about the time we're spending? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we are two peas in a pod. And so I know we probably have a lot of this, so a lot of similar synergistic ideas and productivity hacks. Some of yes. the, some of great ones you've already shared. Are there any other ones you think that we haven't gone through that you think would be really great for the multitasking, overstretched small business owner that uh, you might want to share? Yes. I have two that, um, that people don't always think about. So one is don't wait for motivation. Mm-hmm. And if you, because it doesn't always come, right? Some days we're like, but tomorrow I'll be motivated to start that new project. And then, right, you're an entrepreneur and like next week gets there and hmm, that new project still hasn't started because you haven't been motivated. So just start and start small is always the message. Start really, really small. You don't have to be motivated to start small. And then motivation comes with action. So you start going, you start getting into it. You start getting excited about it because maybe you've really started to like brainstorm some more stuff. And that's when we start getting that motivation. So waiting for the motivation to come can really, you know, derail your productivity because you might be waiting a really long time to be motivated about that specific thing. Yeah, girl, you are speaking my language. (laughs) And then the last one I think you're going to love, and and no one ever, you know, people don't say this one enough because they don't think it really has to do with productivity, but I think it has everything to do with productivity. And that is super moms hang out with super moms. So if you want to be happy and energized and get a lot done and just really feel like your best self, surround yourself with people who are doing the same thing whether it is a coach or a therapist or your best friend or a group of neighbors or a mom's group that you join or a business group that you join. I don't care what it is. I don't care how it is, but find those people that really match you and spend more time with them because you will elevate each other. And it is beautiful for the things that you want to get done in your life. I love it. I have also been focusing so much of several episodes on the podcast just recently all about energy and yeah, the energy that you get from other people who are inspiring and motivating and doing things. And it's just, it is contagious, right? In business yeah. world and your personal life. And yeah, every time I come back from a great networking event or just a party or a social gathering or a you know, a drink and uh, I'm around someone, someone with energy, I come back so much more ener- energized. Yes. So I am so glad you talked about that because you're right. It's not talked about enough. And it's, yeah. it's amazing. And it's not the same, you know, it's not the same as like, I love time blocking, which I do friends. I do love time blocking, but it's not that same type of hack, but it really is a hack because if you spend more time with those types of people, that energy continues after that time that you've spent together and you can use that, you know, you can use it as motivation or as or as extra productivity. And, and I just think it's really powerful. 
I love it. Okay. I know everyone is going to want to eat up even more of all things Lori. So how can we get connected with you and your brilliance? Tell us, where can we find you? Absolutely. Secretsofsupermom.com is the best place. That's where you can find the podcast links. That's where you can get the book. That's where you can find all of the programs. Um, And then on Instagram and Facebook, I'm also Secrets of Supermom. So very, very easy to find me. Fantastic. Everyone, you heard it. You heard her. Go there. Check it out. She has amazing resources. Thank you so much for being here, Lori. This was awesome. And I, I can't wait for us to get together again. I have had so much fun with you today. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and found value from it. Also, if you like what you're hearing, you're seriously going to love my emails. If you're not on my list, be sure to sign up at lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. You'll quickly see why so many amazing women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week. You'll get tips about getting control of your time, energy, and thoughts. And you'll also get a personal behind the scenes look into my world that I do not share anywhere else. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. And you'll also get your free training. Go from scattered to a plan that sticks for women business owners who look put together, but don't feel that way. Thank you for showing up today. And I will catch you next time on Productivity on Purpose. Bye for now.